Hey, what's up, everyone? Trent here. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm afraid to share. I had a horrible night of sleep last night. I woke up at 2 a.m. I was contemplating life, and I decided I am going to move. I may be losing my mind. You will have to be the judge of that. Luckily, we have 30 minutes together here today. I'm going to explain to you where I'm moving, why, what led to this decision. I'm also going to talk about some of the business ideas I've had recently because my rent is about to go up at least 2x, which is a lot more than I'm paying today. So I need to figure out how to make more money and generate online income via the internet. If you watch until the end, I'm also going to talk about the SaaS software as a service metrics that matter. David Sachs, who is a host on the All In podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. He's someone I look up to. He was one of the founding team members of PayPal. He started Yammer, sold it to Microsoft for a billion. I aspire to have him on this show one day. I'm going to read an article that he had written in regards to these SaaS metrics that matter. I got so much value from it that I wanted to share with you the information. I'm actually going to read it, and I'll put a link to the description below. And I think it's really important information for those of you who are serious about working in tech, specifically SaaS, and you're in it for the long run like me. I want to begin by talking about and reaffirming what sales prestige means to me. I am looking to level up in prestige in my own life. I want to have high social status. I want to make a lot of money. I want to help a lot of people. I want to be wildly successful. And in order to do that, I need to move to a better area. I need to put myself in a position to meet other like-minded people, other people that are, that are doing cool things, other people that are successful. And these are some of the reasons why I'm moving. But ultimately, the reason I make these episodes for you and the reason why you should watch Sales Prestige is because I want to help you get to the next level in your business, in your life, in your career, in your fitness, in your relationships, whatever it may be. It's an infinite pursuit. And I'm strong in some of the areas and I'm weaker than others. So I want to bring you guys with me each step of the way as I work towards becoming the best person I possibly can. We have a solo episode today. I'm going to make the most of it. I think you're going to get a ton of value from it. And also hopefully you're entertained as well. However, you may be listening, watching, viewing. We have two big guests this week. One of them is the head of our sales development program at my company. And another one is somebody that just promoted from a sales manager to a director of sales at Zoom Info. You guys probably know him from LinkedIn. So make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you may be watching, not to miss those upcoming episodes. So drum roll, please. I am moving to downtown Dallas. And this may not come as a surprise because I have lived in Dallas before. And let me give you some context and backstory. So in 2018, I graduated college, Ohio University. I had no connections in technology. I had no internships. I had no past sales experience, very little money. But every day, senior year, I wrote down on a piece of paper, my goal is to get a sales job in a big city. I was fortunate enough to get an offer from a leading technology company in the SaaS space to begin work in Dallas. I accepted it and I moved myself. I packed up my car and literally drove cross country to Dallas. When I first arrived, I moved in with two roommates. We had a blast. I lived in uptown Dallas. We had the coolest spot. We had the best view. We had that place that everyone on Friday nights, you knew where we were congregating to drink Tito's. It was at our place. I had such a great year. I ended up continuing my roommate ship with one of my roommates. We added a, a new third and moved into a townhome. It ended up not working out. I was going through some personal things where I was contemplating, hey, I really shouldn't be partying as much anymore. I should not be having fun. 
I need to get obsessed with my success. And that was in conflict with what my roommates wanted because they were into girls, they were into partying, they were having into having fun. And so we just we just saw the world differently. And it's completely on me for not being better at communicating. So it ended up not working out. And it was kind of a, I don't want to call it a breakup, but um, I, I lost that relationship. And he was a longtime friend. And it's something that I regret. And I want to get better at as a person as I think about communication and relationships. So based on that, I said, you know what, I'm going to live by myself. So I moved into another apartment around the same part of town. The place had a great pool. I knew somebody in the building. And in a way, I thought it was settling because I wasn't really moving forward. I wasn't really moving backward. It just seemed like the path of least resistance. So I was there for a year. My good friend ended up moving out. He moved to Denver. So at the end of my lease, I found myself questioning, okay, my best friends who lived here, the reason I moved here originally has left. Um, I like it, but I'm going to move up north from downtown Dallas to Plano, which is where I'm currently at, which is where we're recording in the studio, because I'm obsessed with my success, and I want to live right next to the office. And I had just worked remote the entire year and a half, all of 2020, in that residence, very small, less than 600 square feet. And I really didn't like it. I found myself to get super lonely because I don't really put myself in a lot of social situations. I'm super introverted, despite contrary belief, being the sales guy that talks about sales each and every day. So I said, I'm going to completely remove myself from the scene. I'm going to move to Plano. I'm going to go into the office five days a week, and I'm going to start building my side hustle, my dream of making content, of helping people. And that's what led to the creation of my YouTube channel. And I'm not sure if it would have gotten to the place it is at here today with 9,250 subscribers. And I know many of you who are watching this podcast are from the main YouTube channel. I can't thank you guys enough for the support. You are the reason I do this. You are the reason why I delay dinner and say, I would rather be hungry than not, not make a video right now. So I'm going to talk to myself in my camera for 30 minutes. Although I don't really know what I'm going to say. I have no preparation. I have no action. I said, I'm just going to sit down. I got the ring lights. I got the camera. I got the mic. And I'm going to talk for 30 minutes straight. And at one point, this seemed like it was the most daunting thing I could ever do. So bottom line, moved to Plano. I've been here six months. I have performed the best I ever have in my life. I feel like I'm in my prime from a productivity standpoint. And I've absolutely eviscerated my quota two quarters in a row. I've double promoted. I've increased my income to over 200K at 26. And I'm still not satisfied. I'm still not satisfied. And many of you who are watching were probably like me years ago. And you would say, if I could be a senior account executive making 200K a year with a lot of money in savings, a lot going for you, with infrastructure built out, with people knowing who you are because I've created a lot of content. I put myself out there every day on LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube because I want people to know me. I want to have attention and it's, it's not easy to do. In the beginning, nobody listened, nobody watched, nobody cared. And it's very challenging to continue forward under those conditions. So I found myself in Plano and I, I don't love it here. I, I enjoy going into the office, but I have no social life. Very few, fr I have friends, but they're all downtown. And this weekend, I had the itch. Friday morning, I woke up and I had the itch. I was like, you know what? I've done really well at work. I've made a lot of money. I'm doing well. I'm happy where I'm at in my career. And I feel like I have a, a clear path to an enterprise account executive at the end of the year, which I'd be one of the youngest in my company to, to reach that level at that age. So I, I'm looking at my life and I'm saying, okay, career, check, money, check, 
relationships, no check. I need to improve my social life. And I was listening to one of my friends this weekend. He was talking about a book called The Defining Decade. And it talks about how you spend your 20s will shape the life you live in your 30s and 40s. So it makes sense to put your head down, to be all in, and to focus on your career and move as fast as you can. Because if you don't do those things, if you don't do those things, and you start to really try in your 30s, it's not that it's too late, but you are so far behind, it's going to be very challenging to catch up to the people that put in the work in their 20s. So I was listening to all this, and then where I was going with this is he said one of the things that defines the people that reach the most success in life are called loose connections. The people that aren't necessarily your best friends, but the people that you know, the people that all of a sudden you find a job from one day, the people that all of a sudden you partner with, the people that all of a sudden they present an opportunity that changes the course of everything. And what I've realized is living in the suburbs in Plano, although it is an advantage to me to have less distractions, I can focus on my career, I have a five-minute commute, it's actually the opportunity cost of being here and not living downtown actually far exceeds the value I see from here. And I realized that this weekend, and I went out and I partied hard on Friday. I had a lot of fun, a lot of fun, believe me. And I said, I need to be in the scene. I need to be down here. I need to be meeting people. I want to talk to girls. I feel like I'm in a place where I'm ready. And I, I, I didn't feel like I was ever ready before because I think it was a confidence thing. And I finally got to a place in my own head where I said, I'm the man. I'm the man. I believe I'm the man. And I believe I can do anything I set my mind to. So I've come to this conclusion. And I said, I'm moving from Plano to downtown Dallas. It's unfortunate because I will have to break my lease. And that's going to be expensive. Secondly, my rent is going to go from $1,500 to probably around $3,000 all in. And at first, I thought this was a lot of money. But this brings me to one of the seminal lessons that I learned and one of the key reasons why I'm doing it. Rather than focusing on saving money, you should be more focused on making more money. It's easy to look at a $3,000 rent and say, that's a lot of money. I'm not going to be able to save as much. Okay, so let's look at the saving point. So I'm spending about $1,500 in rent today, which comes out to like $19,000 a year. If I spend $3,000 a month on rent and, and whatever other BS, electricity, water, all the stuff you need to survive, my total annualized cost of living is about $38,000. So that's about a $20,000 delta. So when you actually look at the savings rate, one is $20,000 over the course of a 13-month contract living. Is that going to make or break my financial future? No. If I had that $20,000, what would I do with it? invest it in some stupid technology stock that's going to get destroyed in the markets like what I've seen in the last six months? Am I going to invest in real estate? Am I going to start a company with it? Maybe. Am I going to recognize a 10% return on it like is what most average people do like myself? $2,000. Okay, so at the end of the year, I would have $22,000 and be in this situation where I'm not around people. Or I can say, you know what? I'm going to go figure out how to make more money. And that's going to carry into the business ideas that I'm going to present to you here today. And I've broken it out exactly how much I need to make and my plan to do it. Because ideas without execution are nothing. Okay? So I said, I don't care about budget. I don't care about spending. I need to spend more money so that I can make more money. So that is one of the first key points as to why I am making this move. Point number two, why I'm making this move. And a lesson you can take from this is I make decisions fast, very fast. I woke up at 2 a.m. last night, and I was laying in bed, and I was saying, I had so much fun this weekend. 
saw a lot of old friends that I have not kept in contact with or done a good enough job providing value to their life. So when I go down, I'm just another person. I want to be that person who adds value to other people. And I feel like naturally, not in a selfish way, not giving with the expectation of anything in return. I just want to help more people. I want to be around more people and I want to be in the action. I think that that will lead to a more meaningful life. So I made this decision last night at 2 a.m. It is less than 16 hours later. And what I have done is I emailed my leasing person. I said, look, I am putting in my 60-day notice. Let me know what you need from me. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm moving. And number two, I found the three residences I want to live at. And I called them all today. And I said, I want to live at your place. I want to move in the next two weeks. Send me your options. I'm making decisions fast. You most likely work in sales or business if you watch this channel. And think about your own life. When you were making important decisions, you don't want to just rush into anything. But clearly, as you can see, I, I've at least thought it through a little bit. Maybe I am losing my mind. You'll have to let me know. But I make decisions fast. And I think that that is going to help me going forward as I build a business, as I continue forward. And when you're in sales and you're trying to suppress or condense the time from your initial meeting with the prospect to the time you close the deal, you want to shorten the deal cycle. And this is something I believe I do well because in my own life, I make decisions fast. So I expect the people that I am interacting with, I expect you to make a decision fast as well. I expect my prospect, when I reply to them, when I receive their email within 15 minutes, I expect them to get back to me soon because I give myself the permission by being so responsive to demand that from everybody I interact with. And if you cannot make decisions fast, I really do think it's going to hold you back in life. So those are the two primary reasons why I am moving. Actually, it's a multitude of reasons and also justification. What, why, how, way, shape, or form. So you guys will see how this actually manifests in my life because the podcast and the YouTube channel will not be stopping anytime soon. So I'm moving. My rent's going to be drastically more expensive, but I do think it's going to lead to a higher quality of life, and I am willing to pay for that. So what I need to do is figure out how to make more money. It's all about cash flow. It's all about how much money do you have coming in per month, per month, and then what is your burn rate? How much money do you have going out per month? Rent, like me and for most people, is going to be your most costly expense. Your cost of living, rent, that's utilities, internet, water, and then your other expenses. Number two is usually my food. And then the, from there, it's just discretionary spending on stupid stuff like oil change, car registration, cost, goods that I, I want to purchase, maybe services going out as well. So everything, my monthly burn is going to go up drastically. So what I need to do is I'm making money from my software sales job. At the end of the year, I believe I will promote and increase my on-target earnings even more to justify, hey, I'm going to be making a lot more money. I really don't care. And if I don't save nearly enough as you are, then so be it. Maybe you'll reach financial freedom before I do. But here's the thing. You cannot reach financial freedom unless you're a business owner. You can be an employee. You can work in a performance-based career like me. You can be the top enterprise account executive. You can be an investment banker. You can be the best consultant at Bain & Company. You're going to make a lot of money. But ultimately, you will still be an employee. The way to get ahead in life and truly reach financial freedom is to create a business, to own equity, to have your own infrastructure. I feel like I have started my own business through the YouTube channel. I'm making money monthly and I have no product to sell you. And I'm still making money, which is awesome. And I'm not making nearly enough or as much as I want to make. My goal, my target, what I've written down on my board right here is I have made $30,000 a month 
$30,000 a month adds up to $360,000 a year annually. To me, it seems like a good number. The reason I got to that number was I said, you know what? My dream for the longest time was I want to make $3,000 online because that basically a couple years ago would cover all of my expenses. Now, due to lifestyle inflation, which is something I've talked about in the past you want to avoid, but I'm actually doing it purposefully. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. But basically, I said, I want to make $3,000 a month online. And then you know what I said? I'm thinking way too small. I need to 10x that number, $30,000 a month, because that will give me more than enough to save. That'll be way more than I'm making in my career. And if I can reach the point, when I reach the point where I'm making at least 2x my career income, I will consider leaving my career to go full-time into the business. It's a matter of time, but I am 100% committed and all in and focused on performing to my maximum capabilities in my job because I also have aspirations in a career. Maybe I'll continue doing that as well. But I believe the only way to truly get ahead and to live a world-class life is to be a business owner. So my goal is to make $30,000 a month online in tandem to my career income, and, and then we'll reevaluate. In order to make $30,000 a month, there's a few paths to get there. Path number one is I need 3,000 people to pay me $10 a month recurring. Or I need 600 people to pay me $50 a month recurring. Or I need 1,000 people to pay me $30 a month recurring. And you guys see where this is going. Or 120 people pay me $250 a month. Or 100 people pay me $300 a month. Or, last but not least, 30 people pay me $1,000 a month. What path is the most logical? And when you start to figure out, okay, this is my path, what is then the business model to create value so that people are willing to exchange their money in exchange for your product, goods, service, whatever you may be offering? And when I looked at some of the ideas, what are the best internet-based businesses that I could create? I said, number one, membership site. That could be pretty interesting. Something I hold my hat on is that I have nothing to sell you. But in order to reach my goals, I will need to create a product, good, or service to sell you. And the reason I make these videos, number one is to help, and it makes me feel good. But number two is I believe that all companies in the future will want to own their own distribution, meaning you want to have a direct-to-consumer interaction, such as an email list, such as a channel, such as text messaging. The better connected you can be directly with your consumer, the more likely it is for the business to create a stronger brand, and customers will it'll be easier to acquire customers if you have that distribution. So I said, I want to help people. That's natural. But also, I want to make such compelling content for free that I can build my own distribution in the form of the YouTube channel. And then I said, where else can I get distribution? Where is free? What other tools do I have? Oh, LinkedIn. That's easy distribution. You would not believe the organic reach on there. And then I said, TikTok. TikTok is foolish. But then I got to a point where I said, I need TikTok. And TikTok needs me. And that's why I'm making TikToks consistently. And they're starting to perform very well. All of those things are distribution. And they are free to me. All I have to do is exchange my specialized knowledge to you in exchange for your time and attention. And I have nothing to sell you. But when the audience gets big enough, when the community gets large enough, I do believe that the constraints. So, for example, I get at least a dozen LinkedIn messages a day. 
I get at least a couple dozen comments a day, and it's becoming challenging for me to actually give each of you the individualized time and attention. So if I could create a membership site for a handful of you that really rock with me, that enjoy my content, that also want to be in a place that shares big ideas, that thinks like you do, that connects you to other like-minded people, maybe I could offer a membership that creates that exclusivity, that creates that value to justify charging you $10 a month or whatever it ends up may be. Another idea I had was a scalable digital product, such as a course. A course is something that I think would be a natural extension for me. I think people who just do courses to do courses are grifters. The reason I would do a course is because I've made 47,000 cold calls, and I know a lot of you could benefit from my knowledge as to how do you actually do a cold call. And I make videos on it for free almost every week. But what if I go a layer deeper and really want to say, hey, this is literally word by word what you do. Would you pay $5 for that? Would you pay $10 for that? I don't know, but it's scalable. Meaning if I can create this product and it costs me my 10 hours of time and then I could sell it to a million people hypothetically, it's infinitely scalable. I could sell it to somebody in Nepal, somebody in Cuba, whoever wants that knowledge and has the money to exchange for the information. It seems like that's a logical fit. Another idea, brand deal, subscription service, merch, all those didn't really seem natural to who I am or what I'm trying to do. But the idea that really resonated with me the most is a SaaS company, software as a service. I work at a SaaS company. I believe SaaS is the best business model in the world because one, high operating margins, meaning once you have your cost of goods, once you have all the time, labor, resources, employees, hosting, whatever it is, you have the cost of goods and then you have your actual profit, the actual cost you are selling your product for. And, and the difference there is basically the margin. Margins for top software companies are between like 75 to 90%, meaning there is a lot of profit because it's incredibly scalable. Also, why is it a great business model? Recurring revenue. I need people to pay me monthly, recurring, annually. I need that because you have consistent, predictable future cash flows. Recurring revenue is one of the wonders of the world. And then finally, the scalability. That is what I really like the most. Meaning, if I'm selling cars and I manufacture a car in Dallas, Texas, and you live in New York, the cost of me getting you the car is enormous. Shipping it, right? The cost of fuel, transportation, energy, time, people, resource, costs a lot of money. It's not, it, it is scalable, but it isn't really scalable. Software, meanwhile, I can be based in Dallas, Texas, and I can sell anybody a software subscription anywhere in the world with the click of a finger. It's very easy. It's incredibly scalable, meaning you can recognize tremendous growth. And a software company idea I thought of was I make content specifically focused on helping salespeople be more successful to help you reach the next level. Although I don't want to try and monetize my audience, if I were able to develop a software that helped you hit your quota, that helped you be more productive, that helped you perform better, would you not pay $10 a month for a subscription that's something that could potentially help you recognize 100x returns by closing maybe one, two more deals? It seems like a no-brainer to me. So I need to figure out how to create a software product. I need to then start figuring out what is the best way to position it in a way that it becomes a no-brainer, meaning... I pay $10 a month, and then all of a sudden, I generate 30% more pipeline, which helps me recognize three, dollars $400, $500 more in your job. That's a no-brainer. 
And then maybe I start selling to enough direct-to-consumers, folks on the front lines like you and I, salespeople. Maybe it starts generating $360,000 a year, and then I say, you know what? Let me hire some more developers, and then let me start selling this to managers. Let me start selling this to directors of sales. And then all of a sudden, we got our own unicorn company that many of you can come work for that you'll also support by using the service. But the only way you'll purchase the service is if it truly adds value to you. So that's what I'm trying to figure out now. I want to go to this apartment and I want to pay way too much for rent because I want to be around other people that are thinking big like this. And I also want to feel pressure. What I've found is that I need enemies and I need motivators to say, I'm going to work extra hard because of this. Last year, it was a person. This year, it was, I want to maximize my potential. And every moment I'm not at my quota, I'm missing out. Now it's, I want to pay way too much for rent so that it forces me to make more money. And that is what I plan to do. The final point I'll add on this is it's easy to talk. As we said in the beginning, ideas are nothing without execution. So rather than waiting around and saying, I don't have the money to pay for this, rather than saying, I don't know any engineers, I don't know how to code, I don't know what I'm going to do, what I need to do is just build the website and start building some marketing material and, and get people to sign up without not actually offering anything, but maybe not actually charge anything and just say, what is the demand for this so that I can figure out that product market fit faster and then move. So that's something that I'm going to take you guys behind the scenes. By the time next year rolls around, believe me, we will have a software product that is in production that you can purchase that will add value to your life. Believe me, hold me to that. I'm saying that right now. We're going to end this video by talking about the SaaS metrics that matter. I'm going to read this article, and the information in this article is content that you probably had never thought about before. This is written by David Sachs, who is a venture capitalist. He potentially will come on this podcast. He potentially will fund my software company, and he talked about exactly what he looks for in software companies and what separates good from bad. What you need to know is that there's six key metrics growth, retention, sales efficiency slash unit economics, margins, capital efficiency, engagement. I'm going to post this article in the description below, and I would highly encourage you to read it. He has his own Substack, and he talks about SaaS because that's what he specializes in. I'm going to begin reading it now. One of the best features of SaaS businesses is how easy they are to measure. Only a handful of metrics really matter. This post breaks down those key performance indicators, KPIs, and provides the benchmarks that we use at his company, Kraft, which he's a partner in, essentially venture capital firm, to see at the Series A stage in order to lead new investment. So you have the answers to the test. It's up to you just figuring out and learning all the information that's already available for free online. And that's what I plan to do. And I want to show you how to do that behind the scenes in the form of this podcast and my YouTube channel. Number one, growth. The starting point for understanding a SaaS business is revenue growth, the best proof of product market fit. MRR or ARR, annual recurring revenue is ARR, is the standard for SaaS companies that sell annual subscription contracts or monthly recurring revenue, MRR, for those selling monthly subscriptions. If your company sells both, choose the metric that represents the majority of revenue. You have a lot of buzzwords, terms, phrases, and I'm starting to burp a little bit. So it may be hard for you to follow with me talking, but I'm going to do my best to tell the story here and fill in the gaps. So definitely go check out the article afterwards. The final metric under growth that we are looking at is customer concentration. Is growth being driven by a few big contracts or by many small ones? 
It's a potential red flag if too much revenue is concentrated in too few large accounts. If one or two customers make up the majority of revenue, that's a significant risk to the business that needs to be vetted. On the other hand, if the largest customer is less than 10% of revenue, that indicates low customer concentration. That's a really important insight, guys, that we can take to apply to our own businesses potentially one day. What I'm going to do, because I do not want to board you, I plan to read this out, and I realize it's going to take a lot longer than I thought, and we are almost at, we are actually past the 30-minute mark. So what I want to do is just highlight the last few ones in my baseline understanding of what they mean to me. So retention is basically your existing customers. Do they continue their subscription month over month or year over year? That seems pretty self-explanatory. Let's say you purchase Netflix, okay? That's a subscription service. Do you continue your subscription month over month, year over year? If you do, you are a retained customer. If you do not, you are a churned customer. That's all that means. Number three, sales efficiency, unit economics. This is basically, and I want to read this because I don't fully understand. I have an idea of what this, it's basically taking into account cost of goods. What is our profit margins? It's important to analyze sales efficiency to ensure that growth is efficient and sustainable. Fake growth can always be achieved through uneconomic levels of spending. Several related metrics to help understand sales efficiency by comparing the value of new customers to the cost of acquiring them. So basically what they're saying is if it costs you 3x to acquire a net new customer, then is that efficient? Is that not efficient? So basically what that would mean would mean you would need to spend $30 million in order to generate $10 million in ARR. So it's really important to figure out the cost of primarily sales and marketing and customer acquisition. And as you think about customer acquisition, you have CAC, customer acquisition cost, and then you have CLV, which is customer lifetime value. Your customer lifetime value needs to be greater than your CAC. And then we can further dive into the actual efficiency of your unit economics. And that's a really important point to measure growth. Number four, margins. Margins also plays into that CAC for CLL, C, uh, customer lifetime value ratio. But basically, margins, high margins is one of the advantages of a software company because once you have the software developed, which can be expensive, you have a hosting cost, you have sales marketing, you have employees, you have maybe an office, and then everything else is upside because... As you, as you think about a restaurant, restaurants have very low margins because you have perishing goods and food naturally is not as high leverage as a software. So margins, really important to keep in mind. Number five, capital efficiency. Basically what this means is burn multiple. So what is your burn rate? So if you think about this in the context of me, my burn rate is about to go up enormously by having more expensive rent. And my actual cash flow money that's coming in is somewhat the same unless I perform better or figure out how to create a new company. Finally, number six is engagement. And user engagement is something that's really important. And we measure that by DAO and MAO, which is basically daily active users and monthly active users. So what this would mean would mean Netflix, let's say, has 200 million monthly active users. Or let's use Twitter as an example. So Elon Musk just joined the board. One of their key priorities is to continue to increase revenue. And Whenever you start to reach market saturation, such as, let's say you just sell to the U.S., you can only have 330 million people as potentially daily active users. That's everyone in the country. So once you get to a point of saturation, not everyone's going to use it, and that can actually start to go down over time, such as like a Facebook. Last quarter, they recorded a drop in active users due to the likes of Snapchat, TikTok, some of these other platforms because of increased competition. Basically, 
to finish up here, SaaS is one of the best businesses out there. That is the vehicle I plan to use to recognize my goal of $30,000 of new internet income per month to generate $360,000 annually. I want to do this in tandem to my existing job. And I still continue to be a high performer in my existing job because that's really important to me. And basically, I'm moving. So let me know what you guys think in the comments about my rationale. If you guys think it's a good decision, bad decision, I've already made up my mind. So it doesn't really matter what you say, but I am curious you breaking down me talking into the mic. And keep in mind, guys, I came in with literally three bullets of preparation. I had no preparation. I wanted to bring it to you as raw, authentic, real as possible. In the moment, I made this decision yesterday. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, subscribe to the channel now. However you may be listening, viewing, watching, subscribing. Thank you for spending some time with me. Have a great rest of your day. See you in the next episode.